for May 17th, 2021. It's the Overthinking It podcast, episode 672. Don't be fooled by the rocks that you got. It's Overthinking It, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. The Overthinkers are your smart, funny friends from the internet, never happier than when we are uh, liking the things we like, but together. When we are talking about the things we enjoy, uh, we enjoy them more in the company of our good friends. Uh, I'm Matt Rather, and my good friends are Pete Fenzel. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Uh, hello. How How are you? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, and and the uh the chocolatey baritone even deeper and more profound that you may have been missing mark lee mark it's great to have you back it's great to be back Matt. is that <laughs> chocolatey and baritone enough? I, I know it's great you know well you guys are talking in a way that's sort of unusual but i feel like everything's getting back to normal you know i, I i've heard i've heard from so many from so many people you know, I've heard from the president, I've heard from the CDC, I've I've heard from uh, various restaurants in my neighborhood. I've heard from marketing messages from people who want me to come and spend money in various places. I've heard from from Costco uh, where they they don't require masks indoors anymore. Um, everything's everything's back to normal, right? So, guys. Everything's back to normal, right? Like we can just this this uh, can chalk this pandemic up to uh, to the dustbin of history. Nothing, uh, no, and it's it's like the Simpsons. We're resetting to to the way. No, I'm sorry. It's it's actually it, it feels a little uh, in in very poor taste to talk about that. When other places in the world are uh, you know suffering so mightily, um, lacking you know many of the resources that we have vis a vis you know vaccination and and other kinds of coronavirus uh other kinds of coronavirus things but th- there has been this kind of like i i feel like there's this pent up thing that i've heard in the last couple of weeks through a lot of uh through a lot of outlets in the culture and and it all centers around this discourse of of getting back being back to normal getting back to normal so, pete is that is that something yeah, that you found as well that, maybe maybe i maybe i can illustrate uh, let me paint a picture for you oh, let please. me present a metaphor right? okay are they am i, so, gonna, am I gonna get to choose two doors again no 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 different metaphor okay got it okay so got I, it. I want to imagine that you have a backpack right okay that you have an empty backpack and you're kind of moving along right and 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 at the beginning before uh covid19 made itself known the backpack was empty yes but as COVID-19 has intersected with your life in various ways. Uh, I want you to envision rocks like stones, right? Okay. I want you to envision stones being put in that backpack. Oh, right? oh they're heavy. The, oh, the I'm trudging along. Of, of the fear for your own safety, yes. the fear for the safety of your loved ones, the yes. fear for the safety of innocent people you don't even know, yes. right? Impacts on your livelihood, right? Impacts on your security of your life. The places that you love, the things that you love to do. Uh, I want you to think of all of those stones getting put in this backpack, right? And this backpack kind of getting heavier and heavier as you continue to move forward. Right? Oh, it's so and as you it's grind so, forward. It's so heavy, Pete. It's I feel it on my back. It's so heavy. This backpack full of rocks. Right. So, 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 Matt, I want to I want to ask you like who you are. Right. Uh huh. Are you still you? 
right now. I want you I want you to ask that to yourself. I want you to envision yourself keep moving. And I want you to envision that there are even more stones put on this, right? There's there's a threat of societal upheaval and collapse. There's a political catastrophe all over the world in several different degrees and 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 angles. There's people who want to know your opinion on things that you know that you don't know and and, and that you can't necessarily help with but seem to demand it of you all the time, right? People who uh who are all also carrying their own heavy backpacks, right, who want to talk to you about things that make them upset, but maybe you don't have the extra capacity to talk to them about it. Maybe you try to reach out virtually, you drift apart, you try to make things happen. And and I want you to ask yourself, you know, who am I carrying all of this, right? Uh Do I still, is it still me? And then, and I want you to think about how, uh, you know, as as you grind forward and move forward, and it's the question of like, okay, I'm going to be able to get vaccinated. There's an opportunity for other people to get back. Oh, people might not want to do it. What's going on? And even just the chaos and the feeling that are people not going to do what's necessary to come together to get through this. And I want you to to look at that backpack, right, which is just full of stones, right? And I want to ask you that question. And you know what? I'm not going to ask you. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to answer the question. For but you, but Matt. but wait. First first, Pete, can you tell me how many sets of footprints? Are there in the sand? Because I've been on a very long walk. Have you have you carried me through any of this journey? That's that's what I want to know. Maybe there's two sets of footprints if you're lucky, Matt. But I will uh, tell you this. I'll answer your question for you. And I'll answer it with a warning. Don't be fooled by the rocks that you've got. You're still Matt oh. from the block. Oh, oh. 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 wow. And oh. That, cry, wow. that cry went out around the world this week as, of course, in an ultimate assertion of a degree of normalcy heretofore unexpected to emerge on Earth again. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck appear once more. To be romantically involved. Don't be <laughs> fooled by the rocks that you accumulate over 30, 40, 50 years of life. Uh-huh. Deep down, you're still Jenny from the block. It's who you are. You know, you stay grounded as the amounts roll in. I'm real. I thought I told you. I thought I told all of you in this podcast, right? Uh, I mean, she says it in the songs. And, and, and when you look down at the set of footprints, Matt, here's the answer. There's two sets of footprints because one is you and then one is you. Your your uh, is one is Ben Affleck basically. It's going to say it's Alex Rodriguez for a while, and then it's this like film director before that. But no, it, it's that whole time that you thought you were alone on the beach. Ben Affleck was with you, trying to get his ice. Cream. Oh my! Every time you thought you were alone on the beach, Ben Affleck was was with me, <laughs> carrying my dunks along yeah, exactly. <laughs> along because I'm a little I'm a little peckish, you know, huh? like a like a box of Munchkins and and maybe a uh, you know hot coffee light and sweet. I'm just asking you, I'm telling you that it's okay to take the mask off, right? And recognize that we live in a better for a world again, right? Which is, which is just baffling. It's so baffling. I mean, is this, did this not strike you guys with the same sort of poetry that it struck me? The return of the supposed romance, which might not even be a romance, right? Who it, knows? Who yeah, knows maybe they're, maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe they're taking a working vacation to Montana together. <laughs> well, I mean, look, right? The situation, right? 
And, and, and yes, I do intend to talk about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, and I warned everybody ahead of time. And you can join in on, on this, too, or we can continue to move on to more general sense. No, no, no. Um, I mean, I, I do love that any question we ask you, you're going to answer with <laughs> reference to Ben he, Affleck he, and, I mean, whisk, whisk us and away Jennifer. on a private jet I mean, Mark, Mark, to, to Mark, a vacation Pete, in, Pete, what do you in think? Montana. I, yeah, how do you think uh, how do you think Dogecoin is doing, Pete? That's, Mark, you know. on a scale of Jiggly to a potential remake of Casablanca to his and hers <laughs> Rolls Royce is given you by Puff Daddy, how much do you care about the romance between Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez? Uh, like a like a Jiggly plus a um, a, a a minor Ben Affleck cameo appearance, like in the that? Jenny from the Block video where he appears in the cut and the paparazzi are taking <laughs> pictures of it. Yeah, so I'd say not much, but Pete, I care about what you care about, um, <laughs> by large degrees, because you're so entertaining when you talk about what you care. Well, about. The, like, this is interesting. So, it's point. an interesting thing that you ask, Pete, because like the the thing that that your question assumes is that there is a. Um, you have a kind of favorability that you can assign to the, the unit of Ben Affleck plus Jennifer Lopez. And it's, it's interesting to me that I have very different favorability, uh, relationships with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez separately. Okay. Uh, is that, like uh, then each other or then together? Then, then each other, you know, okay. uh, right. That, that is to say, like, I'm very favorable towards JLo. Uh, I think JLo's rad. Always liked the music. Um, you know, she was, uh, before she was an international pop star, she was an actress and like, uh, it was someone I, I saw in movies and like, I've been predisposed to like JLo from, from early days. Um, the like nineties, you know, uh, early nineties, early days or mid nineties, early days from like the, the time of the Selena movie. Like I, I remember when that came out. Um, and Ben Affleck, I've, I've, gone hot and cold on you know <laughs> like uh honestly it's been uh i feel like it's been a tumultuous relationship between between me and and ben affleck it's like every time i feel like we got a good thing going you know it, it's it's like he pops up and he's dating someone else you know Met <laughs> metaphorically metaphorically in this uh in this particular sense you know like uh i'm uh I'm uh, I'm all into Goodwill Hunting, and then along comes Gili, right? Like, um, you know, I'm I'm uh, I feel like I got a good thing going with uh, with Armageddon, and then um, I don't know, I can't, I probably I probably can't probably can't sustain the bit, but then uh, you know, I feel like your game, so right, yeah, right, <laughs> right, Boiler Room. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the sum of all fears. Um, and there, uh, I don't even oh, have, there's, there's, you can do a lot worse than sum of all fears, but I don't even okay, have, sorry, you can do open. better. Yeah. yeah I, mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's true. I, actually, did you see that movie, Mark? I never saw I it. Did. Yeah. It's not, it's not terrible. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Where would you rank him in the Jack Ryan, Ben Affleck? There's, there's, uh, is there four of them? Five of them? There's Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck, uh, John Krasinski, right? Yep. And I think, and I think Chris, uh, Chris Pine. Chris, Chris okay, Pine, he's, he's, right? he's better than he's better than Chris Pine. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, at least I'll at least give him that. Yeah. Oh man, geez, that's pretty serious. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Jack so, okay. Jack Ryan better Jack Ryan better show up, you know. Uh, right. And it, you know, and it's hard to remember that that uh, Ben Affleck is the uh, you know very skilled and award winning director of Argo. You know, right. sometimes when uh, when this nonsense crops, <laughs> when a lot of this nonsense crops up, um, you know, uh, 
that, so, that, so, that said, I, I sometimes wonder what it's like to be, to, uh, someone should make a movie about being Ben Affleck, you know, uh, where you go inside Ben Affleck's head, right? Because like, what, what must, what must the experience be like of kind of being the person, uh, who all the podcasts do jokey episodes about, <laughs> you know, when some, uh, just try to drink his iced coffee. That's right. right. <laughs> what, what goes through your mind when you go to the Dunkin' Donuts and pick up an order that's far too large for one man, even Ben Affleck to carry? That's what we're talking about, by the way. There's like paparazzi pictures of Ben Affleck carrying a lot of Dunkin' Donuts and like clenching iced coffee with his teeth. It yeah. was pretty funny. It was one of the few things that made your backpack feel a bit lighter. I mean, the precious mm. things, right? That made our backpacks <laughs> feel lighter during this whole journey with our, the rocks that we've got. Which, right. by the way, well, before we get too far away from the backpack metaphor, okay. um, and like, you know, this, this broader concept, while we're still talking about the broader concept of like, quote unquote, returning to normal, like life before the pandemic, Pete, you and I have not only had additional stones put into our backpacks, but in the front, a front pack, we've also inserted uh, one infant child each. Yes. So... <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. We, we're, our, our, our burdens are, are not light. Um, I mean, it's been, it's been crazy, light. right? It's because, well, because, because, okay. So it, have you felt like you've lost yourself a bit during this whole thing? Mm-hmm. A bit, I feel, yeah, I, sure. I was talking, I was actually talking about this today because uh, one thing that actually got to happen this weekend is, you know, my mother got to visit and hang out with my son, which has not really, it happened one time. We had a very highly controlled, like, you come to my house, you don't talk to anybody else, right? We, we come to my, and then you leave from my house and you don't talk to anybody else kind of visit where we were all tested and everything was cordoned off like a year ago. But she, you know, the kid finally gets to meet his grandfather, uh, grandmother, uh, you know, on my side. And, uh, and at the end of it, it's just like, whenever you, whenever you meet somebody, this is, this is kind of how I feel about this. When you spend time with people that you spent a lot of time with in the past, it makes it easier to tell where you are relative to how you usually feel when you're with them is, is how I view it. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Um, but like when I spend time with my family members, I can sort of benchmark how I'm doing. Whereas like if I'm just spending time, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's that's great. That's the Thanksgiving test. Like, do Mm. you know, do they, uh, do they just drive me around the bend or do they drive me absolutely batty? That's how, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. How much extra capacity do I have? How, and like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of history, right? There's a lot of feelings that come up and they're going to come up. Right. And, uh, you know, for good or for ill, everybody has their stuff and, and you know, there's also a lot of love and, and all this other stuff. But as, uh, as as Duncan Cheek said uh, in the musical adaptation of um, of Spring's Awakening, we've all got our junk, and my junk is you. <laughs> That's D U N C A N, not D U N K A N. If only, though, right? Oh, I mean, do you, would you say that Ben Affleck is a kind of Duncan Cheek? Because he's, or or would you say that his fashion sense is a sort of Duncan chic? Are you just going to keep Duncan on Ben Affleck for this entire podcast? This is going to go. Uh. <laughs> or are you are you just are you just I'm trying to approach? Are you just trying to get back to fundamentals like Tim Duncan, uh, who, who of course was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, right? Uh, which is which is great. They put Duncan on ice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think about that, right? Well, basically I'm saying hanging out with my mom again, you know, makes me realize how dissociated I feel from like how I feel when I feel like myself, right? Mm. Uh, and that's a combination. And I think that you've mentioning that that might be something you've also experienced through the combination of the 
challenge of, you know, hardening and focusing all your attention on the survival of this helpless infant as it grows up into a, a terror proto dog, right? <laughs> that who's wonderful and beloved, uh, but can crawl all over the place and get into all sorts of trouble if you don't stay a step ahead of him, which is tough. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but it's, but I couldn't help but thinking, because I really do think that Benefer is a cipher wherein when you look at them, you kind of see yourself. Right. Right. Uh, because, because <laughs> it's like, there are a couple of unlikeness. That's sort of the jarringness of them. And, and I guess I will also say like, there was a time where they were on the cover of People Magazine for like 51 out of 52 weeks in the year. Right. Right. They were, they were like bigger than the Kardashians at the height of the Kardashians, lest we forget. Right. And they didn't do anything during that entire time other than date each other. And they didn't even date each other in public all that much. Right. It was like it was just the fact that they existed as a couple that like it, they they were. It wasn't like it wasn't like Charles and Di where they were, you know, oh, man, he's having a, a crazy tryst with another woman and she's going crazy. And, you know, oh, no. What about what about the fact that she's locked up in a castle with a whole bunch of people? Right. Like none of that is happening. Right. It's just it's just these two people who were really popular and thought of as you know, attractive and charismatic who were together. And it was like the biggest news all the time. And I just and, and after, of course, she leaves Alex Rodriguez, presumably be, because she was with Alex Rodriguez. But uh, there are, you know, there are always multiple situations he seems like borderline entangled with involving sketchy cheating situations that he might or might not have done things. And it's like, all right, whatever. Um, maybe they just grew to dislike each other during quarantine. And of course, Ben Affleck was with, you know, much, much younger uh, actress, model, you know, uh, movie star, Anna de Armas, right? And they broke up in January. She left him because, you know, because he's Ben Affleck and he's like 50 years old, right? <laughs> like, uh, like more than that too. Um, and to think like, even if they don't get back together romantically, what I identify with in like Jennifer Lopez, just from all of this, just like either calling Ben Affleck or answering his call and just like going to Montana with him is like, who am I? Right. Let me check in again with who I am. Of course, the answer for her is that she's Jenny from the block, but you know, not all of us had the foresight to write down who we were in the 2000s <laughs> and then distribute copies of it to everybody in the world many, many times over, right? So that everyone memorized it for us in case we forgot, right? Um, so yeah, so I would say, Mark, that that the the rocks in my backpack and in my front pack, well, of course, it's been a real joy and a real pleasure uh, both to have had a kid and also to be able to share my kid with my family. Uh, but there's definitely a sense of like, you know, what's left of me after all of this, right? Uh, and of course, that's the kind of thing you can kind of refresh. I don't know. What do you think about that when I say something like that? Hmm. Well, I guess a couple of things here. One is just to add yet another kind of like, you know, uh, event over the course of the last, uh, what, 16 months, odd months um, that further dissociates myself from a, a previously held concept of who I am. I also changed jobs and changed fields. Um, right. You know, right. Long time right. listeners of this podcast probably know that I was involved in government and public service of various sorts. And uh, I, I'll only just say that I am no longer doing <laughs> employed in that field. I still care a lot about it, but I'm not. And so like I'm at this whole arm's length removed, um, especially as New York City goes into a whole mayor um, 
uh, um, a mayoral election this year, a very high stakes mayoral election campaign, um, which, uh, you know, is, would be very impactful um, and uh, I still care a lot about, but not in kind of the same kind of professional capacity. Mark, I've been, um, I've, but, been uh, I've been watching some of the, you know, some of the proceedings and it seems like the whole thing is going to be handled with with calm and civic responsibility. It seems like New Yorkers known for their uh, endless reserve you know, are going to have a sober deliberation uh, about uh, how stands the Republic, you know, and uh, and really go into uh, really go into a kind of group meditation almost about uh, where, you know, they see uh, this this uh, greatest of of many of the world's cities uh, going. Hey, hey, hey Mark, yeah, let me tell you, that, Mark, yes. let me tell you, Mark, every day I come by here and I pray that when I come to pick you up, you're not here <laughs> because you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket <laughs> and you're, and you're too much of a Ben Affleck to cash it in. Right. Cause one of these days I'll be 50 and I'll be driving to Montana with Jennifer Lopez after her most recent split up with her boyfriend. Oh man. Sorry. I'm just, I had to see about a girl there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> but the the, the 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 other thought that comes to mind, Pete, after you kind of laid all that that pieces out there, was like, you know, okay, so you know, you're kind of only half. You're, I think you're half jokingly putting oh, out, yeah. you know, Jenny Jenny from the block as being this kind of like, oh, you know, she in, in uh, you know several decades ago put out into the world, you know, her her written statement, thesis statement as to who she is, um, and uh, you know, the rest of us lack that sort of thing. Although, like, I don't know, like, the, what, the 2003 as a date that you put out there for you know, when Benefer started, right? Is that some sort of benchmark? You know, to use benchmark in a different sort of context as to, like, you know, um, senses of identity that we are um, against which we are measuring ourselves and the journeys we've gone through, you know, and particularly this, like, kind of pandemic era thing. It, it, did you have that, anything particular with that date in mind? I mean, you graduated from college that year. Or at least there's that. Yeah. I it's mean, okay. I mean, it's the the. I would just point out that it's that it's interesting. A lot of the things that you've said about what they did in public and what they do, what they what they did in private, what we do in the shadows. A lot of a lot of the things that you know claims that you've made. Um, no, sorry, sorry. A lot of not not claims. I'm not challenging the claims. A lot of things that you've said about about uh, Benefer. It, it's. It's interesting to me that kind of our definition of public and private have sh- has shifted in in some sort of fundamental way. And like to to me the idea of going back to a time when Ben Affleck and when when Ben Lopez and Jennifer Affleck was normal um like that this was this is really kind of going back to a pre-social media uh yeah. time and and that that would be lovely, <laughs> you know. That would be um, like I feel like I saw pictures, uh, enough pictures of all of my cousins and stuff uh, before then. I, I don't need Instagram for that, you know. Like uh, I'm, I'm not sure my life has been improved in in a lot of ways, but like uh, sort of the idea, just the idea of public and private now is is very different. And I am I am sort of like I. I'm not a consumer of paparazzi media, you know, and so I'm I'm always very kind of interested to see, I, or I, I was interested, I guess, to see these photos of like uh, grainy photos, telephoto um, shots of two people in an SUV in Montana uh, and not have it break like on TikTok somehow, you know, where they do just a sick collab. <laughs> right and th- and that's that's how we find out about this um 
you know, about this uh, new liaison or, or old liaison uh, as the case, as the case may be right. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I just want to correct one thing. Uh. They might've gotten together as early as 2001. Oh, so <laughs> I just want to be accurate. I don't want to get people out in the world with bad better for info. Right. But they, they might've gotten together in 2001. They were definitely engaged at, by the end of 2002 and their relationship lasted until the very, very beginning of 2004. Uh, which was, when you think about it, it's a pretty transformative years uh, for our country as well and yeah, for the right. world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's 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 really something else. I mean that that time that during most during the entire scope of their relationship, the Red Sox still hadn't won a World Series, right? Which is, I guess, probably the thing that maybe Ben Affleck most personally identifies with that happened during that time period. But uh, no, I, I, it's it is it is crazy, right? That like so much has changed with how we see and get the stories of famous people. Well, okay, so so if so, you could say that that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were subjected to the reality of social media as a test case before the rest of us, <laughs> which is that they were literally always being surveilled by in everything that they did, right? And were constantly being provoked in order to try to do something that would embarrass them or cause them. To, and, and they would constantly like put on a nice face and, you know, two nice faces, you know, and which of course were it's kind of their professions and kind of get out there and hopefully not embarrass themselves. Right. And, uh, and they, I think they did a pretty good job of it. And it's interesting to see them get back together now. And it's like, they're, I, I wonder, are they really the only two people who could understand each other, even if they don't really want to be together at this point? <laughs> Cause it's like, Oh man, you do all that. Right. And you end up here. Right. And, and I guess the rest of us are a few years behind them, but we've also kind of are doing all that and are ending up here. And and we don't necessarily. I mean, do we go back to the people that we knew before? I mean, I guess we've never left them because you know we were. I mean, you we were all still you know seeing the Chronicles of Riddick back then. It's not, it's not like a whole lot has changed in that I, department. I mean, I guess um, like you know, it's is this a question about like the Pete of Theseus? <laughs> I mean, that is interesting, right? That like every cell in our bodies has changed over twice since the last time that Jennifer Lopez and uh, Ben Affleck were together. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, I you know, I also think of like y- your identity is this. It's a couple things, right? Like it's a moving target. A like B. It's a this sort of emergent phenomenon that's based on your your needing to kind of um, have your your sensory perceptions and kind of somatic data and whatnot, like all hang together, you know? And so like the, you know, the idea of a self is, um, yeah, the idea of a self is, you know, something that is, is constructed ad hoc to, to particular situations, right? Like, and, and, uh, the idea of kind of getting back to yourself is like, uh, you know, is sort of given lie to when you realize that, that yourself was a lie all the long, uh, all along and you, you, you had no self. You just have a, a, a sort of subjectivity that, you know, um, is is constantly in in search of a comforting narrative that I'm sorry am I am I bumming everybody out? No, you stuff? just need to go back and listen to Jennifer Lopez's "I'm Real." <laughs> <laughs> in fact, let me allow me allow me to quote so that we can get to some you know get to some real uh, to some realness here, right? Uh, so it's uh, called you on the phone. So these are the things that make Jennifer Lopez real. Right. She called you on the phone and she said she's coming through. Hope you're all alone because I got plans for you. We could stay at home or dance and hang all night as long as I'm with you. Doesn't matter what we do. Don't ask me where I've been or what I'm going to do. Just know that I'm here with you. Don't try to understand. 
baby, there's no mystery because you know how I am. Okay. So, so what are the that characteristics? Is, that, is an, that is an exercise in question begging. That is like, that is like a textbook, you know, high, the high school philosophy textbooks can use that as a, to illustrate, you know, question begging to their, uh, the, the words I and you are doing a lot of work in those. <laughs> You know, in in those lyrics there. I'm sorry, Pete. I'm sorry. I'm I'm derailing us. But that's, no, 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 no. no. Uh, so, know. so I guess it's uh, so. I, okay. So if the the chorus is I'm real, da, 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 what you get is what you see. What you trying to do to me? You want to say your mind? Be with me all the time. You're falling so in love. Okay. So the things that make her real are, or the things that make Jennifer Lopez real are that, um. Sounds like she, they're all they're all perceptions uh, in the the mind of the other person, right? Like what right. you what you get is what you see. So right. you know your sensory your kind of sensory experience of me is the thing that makes me real, right? Which is exactly the problem I was but, talking about. But, but at about. the same time, but at the same time, there's this notion of artifice as associated with the experience of the other person, which is being rejected, right? Which is like, well, if the only thing that mattered was the experience of you being with me and the experience of me being with you, then wouldn't we care about kind of the nature of that experience? And wouldn't we seek to sort of put some sort of expectation on it? But because Jennifer Lopez is real, there isn't a prescription, you know, for what it is they're going to do. Uh, they, they could stay at home or they could dance and hang all night, right? Like there's a sense that the, what, what, I guess, is it a chaos theory thing? Is it, is it that they, they, uh, they spent so much time thinking about whether or not they could. They didn't stop to think if they should. Right? <laughs> that like finds a way. <laughs> that's that's the answer here. Is that life finds a way? Benefer uh, <laughs> Benefer finds a Benefer finds a way. I mean, well, I what mean, is the wait? What what is the like metaphysical kidding aside? What is the argument of I'm real? Is it that like, hey, you can have a relationship with me because I'm not uh, I'm not like a, a frivolous celebrity. I'm I'm actually a substantial person. Is is that it, or is it that like you can have a relationship with me because I'm not like a a marketing invention? I'm actually a, a real woman, you know, who wants to be in a relationship with you, or is the like what? Is the what is the actual argument of the song so i actually don't think that it's about her celebrity per se uh, uh but it, i think it is about the uh it, it's about an authentic feeling of connection and attachment to another person which can be obscured by the performance of a desirable partner uh uh, so the expectation and performance of a desirable partner. So looking at the second verse, it's you like the way I dress, the way I wear my hair, show me off to all your friends and baby, I don't care. Just as long as you tell them who I am, tell them I'm the one that made you give a damn. Don't ask me where I've been or what I'm going to do. So it's so it's the idea that, you know, it's not, oh, look at how how hot my girlfriend is. Right. It's include the fact that this is the person that I care about. Uh. Right. And this is the person who has kind of compelled me through connection it's you know i think are we talking about are we talking about a couple here that predates the whole kind of instagram fueled concept of of authenticity mm. right like like remember that whole movement that whole thing where it was like well pictures need to be filtered so that it looks like they were taken inexpertly with a camera that was sort of in the moment right like in order to appear less posed or like more more serendipitous Right. Or, or the idea that like um, 
oh gosh, when those commercials were first coming out for like Ratchet and Clank, where they would like on purpose grain the video up so that you couldn't tell that the special effects were fake, right? Or like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I guess there's there's a there's a there's a yearning for an interpersonal connection. And there's a degree of edge that seems to be necessary for it. And I think there's also a sense of accountability um, wherein it's like you're expected to bond with me, be attached with me in like a particular way and like confess to your feelings for me and behave in a way that aligns with your feelings. Got it. Yeah. That So so the idea is that this this our interaction is not some kind of elaborate performance. Right, 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 right. And, it, and like it's funny because on one hand, it's like you know, because I'm liberated on the other hand, it's like, because you're accountable. Right. Which, so there's something very traditional about it. And there's also something very, uh, you know, kind of modern about it. Um, I mean, I don't think it's actually a really great articulation of much, uh, this, <laughs> this, this, whole, this whole, this, but the thing is this whole, this whole lexicon was rightfully, uh, indicted by the wonderful Dave Chappelle when keeping it real goes wrong sketches, Right. Where like it's like he goes in the club and somebody steps on his shoe and then he gets into an altercation about it and he ends up in the hospital. Right. And it's like, oh, this was really not the way that it should have gone down. Right. You know, don't end up in in an traction because somebody smudged your puma. Right. (laughs) Uh, There's a certain amount of pride. I mean, I guess you could you could say that there's a sort of honor culture, dignity culture thing going on where it's like we have a bond because we are involved with each other and there's expectations that need to be met in order for me to continue to trust you. Um, and, and it won't be enough for us to like, you know, how would the dowager countess, uh, provide the counter argument to I'm real. Right. Which is like, you know, Oh, oh my dear. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, oh my dear. No woman is real. That's her tragedy. Every man is real and that's his. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, props to Oscar Wilde, yeah. who, I, who I totally <laughs> bit that off. Of. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but, <Yes>. uh, <laughs> you know. Oh, spend all my time with a real person. Dear, I can't was, think was of it, a thing more dreadful. <laughs> was, was that a direct quote from Oscar Wilde? Did you that? that? Uh, was, Oscar, was Oscar Wilde the realist, really, is what I'm asking? Uh, no, <laughs> well, no, no, he was the most artificial, right? And that's, uh, wh- that's why the whole thing with the green carnation, right? Like the, the, the boutonniere of the green carnation, the, the flower that doesn't really exist in nature, um, but is kind of manufactured, where like if you were in his, you know, inner circle, this was your, you know, this, this was like your, your pre hanky code. Like this was your boutonniere code, you know, to, to show Oscar Wilde that, that, that you were down, um, you know, down to, down poetically. I mean, not, not necessarily, um, down to fornicate, but down to, uh, I, you know, I don't know what reject the, uh, reject the, the rigid Victorian sexual morality. <laughs> Of the time i don't know but yeah no he was the he was the 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 king of not keeping it real and and would you know regard the would regard the the sort of authenticity culture that we're talking about as really a humorous and um you know kind of a negative sort of a soul deadening uh phenomenon right i think i think the context would be more like how would we phrase it in a modern sense without the poetry it would be like women struggle against gender performativity and, and men are boring. (laughs) (laughs) 
and dull and have no imagination. I believe the original, <laughs> I believe, I, yeah, I think the original uh, Wildenian epigram is um, uh, something like every woman becomes her mother and that is her tragedy. No man becomes like his and, and that's his, or no man does and that's his, something something, uh, something like that. Um, it was, you know, in a completely different context than than the one I, I yanked it into. But context isn't a thing anymore, guys. We have Instagram. <laughs> Everything's real. It's all real. <laughs> it's all Men real. Men act like it. Jennifer Lopez are already married and Puff Daddy performed the ceremony. It's all real. Right. This is like Han, Han Solo outside the Millennium Falcon. It's all real. It's all of it. Right. Like there, there are two Gwyneth Paltrow cookbooks. Speaking of speaking of Ben Affleck, right? Like there, <laughs> there are two Gwyneth Paltrow cookbooks um, that are called uh, It's All Easy and It's All Good. And those statements are false. <laughs> it is. It is not all easy, and it is not all good. The 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 events of twenty twenty stand in stark rebuke to Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck's ex, uh, Ms. Ms. Paltrow. For for all definitions of it, right? Yeah, like except, not not like the global the it, but all, but also including the it. <laughs> <laughs> the it within that it contained within the pages of the cookbook is that what you're saying, Matt? Yeah, well, I suppose. I mean, I suppose, like, uh, but you know, I don't know. There wasn't like a, 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 a prolegomenon about scope conditions uh, of, <laughs> of the cookbook. I think I think that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez signed one of those before they got engaged. <laughs> oh, a, pro, a prolegomenon. <laughs> a prolegomenon about scope conditions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, you don't I, buy a six carat pink diamond for somebody. A six point one. Six point one. Pete, uh, pink, oh. pink, uh, Harry Winston diamond though. I, I thought like, uh, I was trying to research all the, the many engagement rings. Um, I, I thought word was at the time that she had not returned it. Um, and I, I don't know what the, the, you know, according to Hoyle etiquette is, um, around uh around returning engagement rings um if you are wealthy celebrities so you know i i don't mean to criticize i'm actually what is the what is the what is the rule in general i i honestly don't know what i would have even done like what what is what are people what do people do in that kind of situation i've never having been in that kind of situation i i don't know i mean I guess sound off in the comments if you've had an engagement fall through and have had to uh, do something with the ring that was like very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Geez. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if you liked it, but then had to take the ring off it. Sorry. Wrong singer. Wrong singer. Wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. This is like the age before Beyonce. No, actually, this is after Destiny's Child. But before when was crazy in love? Man, it's just it's it's wild. It's absolutely wild that it's. Uh, yeah. That, this is like, well, this all happened like. Crazy in Love came out during Benefer. Oh, that's okay. interesting. But the, yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I think this is interesting, right? Like the 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 idea of getting Benefer the the reemergence of Benefer. We need a new name for it. Benefer two point No, that's the bad version. Uh-huh. What what uh what do we? Uh, We're not gonna call it Jaffleck. 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 Like like a, like a cicada that has gone away for many years. Uh-huh. Uh, and then comes back and just like has emerged from a shell. Right. Exactly. Like the actually it is one of the things. Cicadafer. Cicadafer. Sort of, <laughs> that has a real ring to it. Sort of gives the lie to, you know, the idea, the idea of getting back to normal. Because when, when you think of, of the normal, you know, that is that, that early 2000s, you know, normal, um, 
you know, I don't know. I, what do you think of? Do you think of like even like pre nine eleven or something like one of one of the one of the lessons of you know that that time seems to have been that that we were. Uh, you know, d- sort of fat and happy and kind of willfully blind geopolitically, right? That that, <laughs> that there wasn't a there wasn't a, a discourse uh, about you know certain things that turned out to be. I mean, d- I, damn, Francis Francis Fukuyama said it was the end of history, right? Like liberal democracy was was the end of history. There was just no progressing past that point, you know, in terms of like uh, great powers, international relations, or like political philosophy. Uh, t- and, t- and then Colin Powell tells me that the WMDs they're real, and, and <laughs> right. you know what, Matt. No, they weren't. But like, I, Life hasn't so, been the same since to, then. To, to, to everyone who who thought that liberal democracy was was the end of history, like, how's that one going for you? You know, like, how is that? You know, so this the idea of uh, I don't know. I I think the idea of what what even is normal, right, is something that that probably should always be um, should always be problematized. Um, and no, no one is, is more equipped to tell us that, you know, than, than the philosophers, um, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck in, in their, their time. And so like, as we sort of emerge from, you know, uh, in America, sort of think about emerging from, from quarantine and like getting, getting back to normal, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe normal, like the self was just a lie. You were telling yourself all along. You've always been <laughs> carrying backpacks. You've always been wearing a backpack. You've never not had a backpack. Footprints on the sand. I'm sorry, Pete. I've derailed us again. No, no, no. It's okay. So, uh, so one of the questions that came to mind in thinking about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. I thought about the Bruce Springsteen song Glory Days, right? And the idea that it articulates, which I think gets somewhat uncritically accepted by a lot of people, which is this notion that this sort of fun, uh, young time when you're attractive and you get to be having, you know, sexual adventures with attractive people who are also young. uh, And this is, of course, before the events of the river take place, inevitably, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) As they do to all of us when we get our union card um, and have to jump in the river. And and there's this notion of like, oh, you had this great time and you're never going to have it again. Um, And that's kind of really sad, right? And And I was thinking about this idea of like, well, what if you're going back to revisit somebody that you knew because you want to become reacquainted with who you are. I've had the experience of going back to somebody that I knew because I wanted the approval that I didn't get from them the first time around, or because I wanted to feel like I was younger. Right. Um, But now I can also identify with the notion of the recognizing the things that have happened in the past that have made us, who we are as we experience who we are, right? And as we see who we are, are reflected back to us. Um, I mean, Mark, you're a Springsteen fan. What are your general feelings about glory days? Um, one that, uh, well, just, okay, well, I'm gonna have a clarifying question for you, Pete. It's like, yeah. I mean, talking about what the song was about is kind of like the, what the, the poignancy, the sadness of the fact that the glory days come and go, right? That's what you're saying what the song's about, right? Well, yeah, and also but you're saying, but of... also that it's misinterpreted as being like, "Wow, glory days!" Like, this is what a super fun time. 
I, I mean, I, I don't think that's a misinterpretation. I think the song is pretty jubilant in its tone in how it's like uh, in how the actual music is played out. Right. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to draw a connection between like that and like Born in the USA. Right. There's a similarly jubilant song with like, right, a, a right, darker right. undertone. I mean, it's a little it should be a little more obvious in Born in the USA rather than um, uh, random rather than glory days. Um, but yeah. Uh, so your question is what, like the thoughts on that in particular, or like this general thought of like what going meeting people uh, from your past and trying to like, you know, did get you something have, there. Did you have glory days? That that's a really good question, actually. <laughs> like I was, I was about to say like, Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Like, um, but, but uh, in the spirit of what Matt rather was talking about, should we not problematize those notions of glory days? Right. Were they so quite so glorious after all? I say yes. <laughs> but you should problematize them. No, you can't. You can't have enjoyed your life any part of it. It will make me <laughs> jealous and upset. I, you can't. No. Um, I mean, okay, I mean, so let's let's let's. Can I say? I'll bite off a chunk of I'll, glory days and connect this to like you know the notion of, of music and and karaoke as well too, right? This connected to the pandemic theme we're just talking about here, right? Which is that like you know karaoke is a thing that we used to do. Um, uh, karaoke, by and large, uh, is not happening in the United States because of the obvious you know, uh, pandemic risk that it poses. Um, but, uh, that is one thing that came to mind to me is like, you know, my, I guess our collective karaoke, uh, and going out on the town glory days, um, where, uh, we would, you know, before the kids really, right. And before, before the pandemic, before the kids, um, we had the time and, uh, the disposable income, uh, and you know, sort of like the, the luxury of living in major metro areas to go out and do such a thing. So, yeah. OK, I'll put that out as a glory day. Like you guys are all there yeah. for that, right? You think of the is, is that uh, ringing true in any sort of uh, notion of glory days? I mean, I, I remember a time when I woke up and my body didn't just hurt all the time for for no reason nothing's wrong you know <laughs> just like just hurts all, just my back is always aching it's just uh, you know i remember a time before that that was a good those were those were glory days you know i mean i don't know but they I, became glory days uh, uh ret- retroactively right you didn't wake up in the morning like ah oh, this feels glorious it was just like oh it's Sunday morning. It's 10 a.m. I got to sleep in. Okay. I'm and that's, good. I think that's a really good, that's a really good insight, right? Like, oh God, I could, I could sleep so long. I could sleep through a night without having to get up to pee all the time. You know, like that was a glory day. Those, those were glory days. But Mark, I think you're saying something actually really uh, interesting and profound, which is that like they get glorified ex post facto, yeah, right? You don't, exactly. you don't live in the glory days. And think, oh, dude, these are the glory days, right? Like, no, at, at no point during that time. And, you know, I don't know, Pete, if you, you ha- are imbued more with the tragic sense than, than I am. And, and, you know, you know, seen, I, I don't know, whatever that, that a golden lads and girls all must or like that, like this was as good as it was going to get or something, like, you know, that, that, uh, this, this chorus, you know, of of uh, creeds higher was you know like hmm. going to be an emotional <laughs> as high as high as it would have <laughs> yeah, yeah was going to be answered in the negative because nothing could take you higher than any, <laughs> than what we were doing at that at that particular point. But I you know I never thought that at the uh, at the time and and uh, no one does right because you're you're never I don't know we're we're human beings we're dissatisfied animals right like that there there's always something like and that like. You know, the, the, um, the idea that like the, they only become, they only become the glory days in, 
in hindsight, I think is, is a powerful idea to sort of demythologize, you know, to, to demythologize the, the glory days, right? Because like the lived experience of them may not line up exactly one to one with, um, you know, uh, uh, with how you think of them in retrospect. Cause like I think back to my twenties and yeah, we had, we, you know, just cause we've been friends for decades, like we had a lot of great fun together. I also had like a lot of like <laughs> unhappy romantic entanglements in, in that time, right? Like I also had, you know, professional questions and almost like existential questions about the, the, um, the, the direction of my life, you know, I had some, some tough, tough family stuff go on during, during that time. Like it, it wasn't, and, and you sort of look at the, look at the glory days. Well, they're, they're the glory days in a certain context relative to, uh, you know, to a kind of, uh, to a lost, um, you know, to, to my current nostalgic sense of a, of a lost paradise, but they didn't, feel totally like uh didn't feel totally like a paradise at the at the time you know and and the the sort of uncertainty and insecurity of of youth right like i don't know this is frivolous but if you guys ever thought about going back to to college now with the with the physique you had then and the mind that you have now <laughs> you know right like i will yes i will admit yeah oh absolutely absolutely right like a uh, never mind <laughs> never mind a never mind a b or c but like you know d um I, I would I, D. I would have aimed for straight D's in all of my classes. You know. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh one hundred percent. Oh, I thought you were going to say like I would have like I had like have you know utilized uh, my hard fought time management skills. No, to, you know, no, to prioritize. No, no, no. I would have like you. You guys remember me in college? I took like five book a week uh, English classes, and yeah. I was great at that. I, I was already good at it. You know, and though, though my knowledge, I suppose, deepened a great deal and stuff like it, it, it make the argument that it was going to anyway, just with kind of like intellectual maturity. Right. I, I wish I, I could go back and push myself into the into the things that I was not good at, you know, to like actually develop. Uh, develop skills outside of my, outside of my natural aptitudes. Right. And like, I, I was so, I was so scared of, of, um, you know, of like not looking successful all the time. I was so terrified of, uh, like constant dread of not looking successful all the time that I only did things that I knew I was good at already. This is why Matt doesn't play video games. Yeah, I just wasn't good at them when I was five or six years old and I don't, I don't play them now. And I, you know, and, and like, I just feel, you know, I, I, I wish I could go back now with the security that an extra couple decades on earth, uh, has given me and, you know, really taken all the risks and like just, f- just fought for that, you know, fought for that, um, that, that, that a real kind of expansion of, of my mind and my kind of experience on earth rather than like I, what I, whatever I was looking for, a kind of ratification, you know, that I was worth a damn, uh, from a luxury name brand. Um, that's, and, and sorry, let's bring this back to, to Ben uh, Affleck. What, and, I want to let you know right now, I'm envisioning all this being said by, 
Ben Affleck. There you go. I was about to say, (laughs) bringing it bringing it back. (laughs) Like they are they are returning to a similar era, right? In in time, which for which for them was for us was around the age of twenty and change, and for them was around the age of thirty and and change. But that like. you know that that sort of like middle age reexamination of of who you are, of where you came from, of what you know, of of what only what happens to you. I mean, is is an interesting uh, is an interesting thing, and I think something that we do like continuously um, through throughout our lives. Um, I you know, and all the all the kind of trollish things I'm saying about you know how the self doesn't exist and and the glory days aren't real and the the uh, you know the the um, nostalgia nostalgia you have for the past is just you telling yourself a comforting lie. All those all those trollish things are, are um, I suppose my way, the positive way of saying those things is that you you have to go into that you have to go into that questioning right like you have to go into that you know uh, vision quest right w- without preconceived notions of what. Uh, what you're going, what the answers are going to be, or else you're, or else you're just going to find, um, that, that, uh, you know, you are still Jenny from the block and really, really what could be worse because you've lived, (laughs) you've, you've lived like 50 years on earth. And if none right. of it has changed you, <laughs> you know, if none of it has, has altered you and you really are, uh, exactly the same <laughs> as you were, uh, back then, like even at the level of values, you know, even at the level of, of keeping it real, your idea of what, you know, what real is, you know, if, if your values haven't changed from, from your exposure to international superstardom, you know, or at least your perspective, hasn't been you know uh broadened a little bit oh my goodness you know don't 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 uh don't say who you are in advance jenny from the block or otherwise you gotta you know you got you have to like approach the question um you have to approach the question with with uh you know a kind of beginner's mind and you know i'm sorry i'll close off my rant by saying i i once went back um visited a town I used to live in and met a, uh, a coworker of mine. Someone I, I worked closely with like a really, a really close colleague and I knew her and, and her husband, they were like good pals of mine. And like the, the, I was there when there, I wasn't there like in the room, but I was, I knew them when their daughter was born, um, who is, you know, now like, 20, almost 20 or something. They're going off to college or something soon. Um, and so th- this was a while ago. And, you know, it was like, oh, I'm coming to town. Yeah, we're going to get drinks. It's going to be great. We're going to, you know, hang out and talk. And like the conversation dried up in like 15 minutes, you know, <laughs> because without that, without that context, uh, that, that shared context of like working together, like we didn't know the same people anymore. We didn't even really have the, uh, we didn't even really have the same concerns, you know. And, and I think that's okay, you know, cause you gotta, um, if you sort of insist on the thing you are, you know, if you, if you, if you think that you are rocks rather than the context of your backpack, you know, um, <laughs> you're, uh, I don't know, you're, I, I feel like you're going to leave a lot of, uh, a lot of the richness of life, 
uh, on the beach as you you trudge forward two sets of footsteps uh, or one or however many you you trudge with as a you know beautiful orca um, jumps out of the water in the background uh, and the sun sets over the beautiful Pacific Ocean. In your quest for connection with this person, did you ever try to check to see if your mother said the same name? Because Ben Affleck did that in a movie once and it worked out great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Martha! Martha! Oh, we've all been through so much. Been, so, I'm not trying to belittle it. I just wanted to add a little bat levity, as it were. But I hear exactly what you're saying. I mean, Mark, you hear what he's saying too, right? Uh, I, I'm still... Um... Uh, reliving that amazing moment when I walked out of the movie theater when I saw Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and uh, just like contemplating the enormity of what had happened. Um, that, I, I just can't, I can't get past that now. Thanks. Oh man, to, to take me back, to take it back to the the better for era. I'm reminded of a moment walking out of a movie theater uh, in November of 2003 to see a line of people. Outside, and this story isn't going to involve Ben Affleck directly or or indirectly. It's just the era of Benefer, and and with a couple of people, I don't think either of you were with me at the time. Mark, you might have been there, but I don't think you were. And 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 turning to the person next to me, going, "Wow, that sucked!" And the people in the front of the line saying, "Oh, come on, don't spoil it." <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember what I might have been talking about? <laughs> Uh, if you said the Matrix Revolution, then you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> don't sp- I like I just saying, oh, that was awful. It's like, don't spoil it. No spoilers. <laughs> the spoiler is that it's trash. <laughs> Which I guess you could have said that about the future in a variety of ways, though it is a bit reductive. Because while the future is trash, it is also the bank robbery capital of America. Right? <laughs> so it is, it is it is the town and our town, as it were. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and also remember, don't forget to visit the accountant if you haven't yet, because tax day is upon us. Um, I like I I have a soft spot for the accountant. I I really enjoyed that. Oh no, I'm glad. I'm totally glad. I'm glad you found the way back to Ben Affleck after being <laughs> alienated from him for so long. That's uh sure, absolutely. I uh yeah. yeah, I mean it's like, you know, I and I wasn't um I wasn't saying any of this in bad faith, Pete. I I had goodwill hunting for a way. <laughs> <laughs> to to appreciate Ben yeah. Affleck, you know, changing lanes from time to time, right. trying to sh- to to force, you know, trying to put aside any dogma you might have about what sort of movies you like to see. Right. Right. Mall rats. You know, right. you know, I've been guys, I've been away from the podcast for quite some time. And, um, you know, this whole like getting off the rails thing. Um, it's all coming true. Like this is really the sum of all of my fears. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. Look, I'm not. Uh, all, all I can say is that we are not company men. You know, we. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we're we're daredevils, man. That's <laughs> we, who we are. We are we are daredevils, and whatever the state of play, we will extract as much uh, meaning um, meaning from it. Whether whether it's the uh, the smoke and aces from Hollywood Land. You know, or or whether it's the um, 
whether it's the uh whether it's the the music that we listen to that's made by a uh a jersey girl or a you know uh or any a, a, anyone from any state you know um but uh you know <laughs> those memories might have been made in Manhattan right right but let's not act like we're trapped in a cell with each other right <laughs> <laughs> no yeah absolutely that's uh that that would be um that would be as bad as pearl harbor <laughs> or ants <laughs> all right uh well, you guys you've had enough <laughs> yeah guys i think it's time to bounce <laughs> are you going to take the money train <laughs> no, actually i'm gonna i'm gonna hop on a boat which happens to be named the voyage of the mimi okay <laughs> hope you don't find any anacondas <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'll be. Uh, I'll be chasing Amy. Okay. Um, the, the, you know. Um, oh man, the Voyage of the Mimi. Watch that in elementary school. All right, guys. It's it's time to to uh, leave our benefit discourse behind and return to the present. But uh, thanks everyone for listening, and and Pete and Mark, thank you for uh, going down this this memory lane uh, with me. You may now uh, re pick up your backpack full of rocks and continue trudging down the beach we'll be back with more overthinking a podcast next week till then visit us on the web at overthinkingit.com where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it It probably probably doesn't doesn't deserve. deserve Oh, you know what I need to get? sing a karaoke? Oh, man. Don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. Oh, oh man. You it's so good. I sing a karaoke. If you had my love and I gave you all my trust, would you comfort me? Call me baby. Matt, what would you sing a karaoke? Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find. Catch me a catch. (laughs) See, because they're dating.